Paul's here, episode 5. I wanted to talk to you guys about some things to do with the metaphysical community, especially those of you that are starting out. There's a lot of false information that gets spread around to people trying to learn, and it's bullshit because it's pure laziness on the reader who's teaching the person, plus the person who's learning to not be critical enough to go look for themselves. So that will be my number one advice, is that if you want something, don't be afraid to research it yourself, okay? You don't need to ask 50 different readers, get books, and read like a normal person. There's even Google out there. In our day and age, there's no excuses. So I'm going to talk about some different divination types. You have oracle cards, which is how most people start out. Oracle cards can come, they usually have a theme, whether it be animals, fairies, dolphins, I don't care what it is. And they have however many cards the author wants, and they just give you positive messages for moving forward. Then you have the gypsy deck which are which is one I'm not familiar with as much but you can utilize up to every card in the deck you have cardomancy which uses that actual playing deck of cards that we normally use for playing cards with and it is just like the tarot minus the pages and minus the major arcana so the tarot being next is 78 cards. There are 22 cards, 0 through 21 of the major arcana. And then you have ace through 10, page, knight, queen, king of the elements of cups, wands, swords, and pentacles. Okay, and they're the elements. You have to have that many no more, no less, or else it is technically considered an oracle, regardless what the deck says. So, <clears throat> they always have, no matter what deck you use, the same upright and reverse meanings for every deck. There is an upright and reverse meaning for every single one of them. Then you have the elements, earth, air, fire, water, earth being the pentacles, Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo. Then you have the air signs, Libra, Aquarius, Gemini for the swords. Then for fire and wand, you got Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Cups being the water signs. It goes Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. So it goes, um, what do you call it? It goes with your cardinal, mutable, fixed signs or fixed mutable. So then you got Norse runes. And there's all different kinds of runes. The originals, the Elder Futhark. And you have little rune staves with what looks like just little characters on them. They are usually scratched in there. It's usually bone or stone or a piece of wood you'd find more likely now. And they all represent letters. So depending on what you get, it has its own little meaning, each little thing. And you can use it as a divination tool. It's really good for yes or no type questions or really basic ones or I like using them a lot for confirmation based off of what I'm asking the tarot. Then we have all different sorts of divination. You got dousing, like dousing rods. You can do this with a set of 
coat hangers and have them facing outwards in an upside down L shape. They're supposed to move with the meridians and connect with the different energies around you. But there's also other things too, as well as pendulums that are like a, a weighted, balanced, usually stone on the end of a string that you can swing and ask questions to, that sort of thing. There's lots of kinds of divination. There's scrying, you can do that through water, through fire, through smoke, where you look and actually see images, the crystal balls, that kind of thing. And then you've got your psychics who use um, oculomancy, reading through the eyes. And then there's the different clairs, which is sort of what I thought I'd get into a bit today too. So you have your different kinds of readers, right? You have the empaths. Everyone is empathic unless you're a psychopath, and that's just the way it is. Don't think you're special. It's a pretty generic term. But an empath is someone who takes on the emotions of others in a more physical way and has a hard time discerning whether it's their own or someone else's. So it's learning, if you're someone like that, to be able to put that wall up and be able to disassociate enough. Then you have your psychics and your mediums. And yes, there is a difference. So the only real difference between a psychic and a medium is that a medium connects with spirit. Okay. Receives messages from spirit. Everything they do is through a spirit spirit connection. Now, a psychic does not need to connect through a spirit. So it can be like an intuitive sense, right? Or through an object, reading the energy off of something, telepathy, that kind of thing. And telepathy doesn't need to be having a conversation with somebody, but just being able to create images based off of what's going on in their heart and mind. So you can be a psychic medium, so you can have both of these skills. Um, saying that you're just a psychic or just a medium is fine too. Nothing more, nothing less. I think we all have gifts. It's to each our own, which ones we may be stronger in, depending on what we're natural at and passionate about, but are working to. Then you have the different kind of clairs. So we'll go into those next. So you have the five clairs of the psychic senses, and it starts with clairvoyance, okay? So, clair just means clear. It's a French term. That's all it means. Okay, so it's translated to clear seeing or inner vision. So, it's showing that if you have clairvoyance, you can see images, pictures, colors, symbols, and things like that that come to your mind's eye. Usually, right in your third eye is what they consider, which is in your forehead. Like, in between your eyes and your forehead. I tend to get them at the back of my mind, actually. So then, also, then we have clear audience. So it is clear hearing, obviously. So it means you can have an inner hearing where you hear the voice inside your mind, almost like you're remembering something someone said to you, or you can actually hear it, which isn't as common. And then you have clear sentient, which is clear knowing or feeling. So it's that inner knowing out of nowhere like you just know something's up that's a really common one that a lot of people have and then there's Claire Gustance and it's a little bit more unique and it's clear tasting so if you're around say a car accident you may taste blood or if you're around a spirit that loved to cook you may taste whatever it is they cooked 
Your next one is Claire Scent. Pretty obvious. It's smelling, which can be good or bad sometimes, depending. And you will probably have a couple of them, if not all of them. You will be, as time goes on and the more you really learn to listen to your senses more and what's going on around you and being more open and aware to what it is that's beyond the regular everyday noise, then you'll start noticing all these different gifts come out. So, clear sentient, I've had it. That's actually not as uncommon. Clear scent, I've had that for sure. I've had the clear where you actually taste stuff as well. I used to always wake up in the middle of the night and crave eggs for about six months. And then I would also notice floral smells. My dad did as well when he was around certain people or certain job sites. He could smell like a whiff of floral. It was really cool. So you're going to have ones that are more your regular go-tos, that sort of thing, and then you're going to have the ones that come on every so often, and that'll depend on you, how open you are, and the spirit as well, and how comfortable they are with you. So it takes a few things going into it. Then we have things like crystal grids. You'll see those all the time, where it's like a really cool pattern on like a piece of wood or whatever, and there's a bunch of stones all laid out in some symmetrical pattern, and it makes people all happy and giggling, goo 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 god, and they're crazy expensive, and it's insane. And the cool thing is, crystal grids I really like. Uh, usually, they use pointed stones to go in the direction they want, and then you charge. You use certain crystals depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve, and then you would actually activate it. So that's always cool. I like stuff like that. Um, I always find them fun to do. Then you have mudras, and mudras are really cool because you can actually, when you're meditating, it's, mudras are sort of the different ways you can hold your fingertips and stuff on your hands, so you'll see when someone's going, um, you know, and doing the stereotypical meditation, they'll be holding their, say, their thumb to their middle finger, well, that's a mudra, actually, and it's really cool because you can use them to activate your chakras, that sort of thing. You can use them to help with your different nervous system. It can help you relax. It can help open you up more. It's really fascinating and they do work very quickly along with different breath styles that you can use during meditation. There's all different sorts of different breaths you can use and they're really fascinating because the way I see it is they're always worth at least trying and seeing what you think of them and a lot of times it's scary how much they work. Now, for me, I think the biggest thing going into anything you decide to do, whether it's working with spirit animals, working with spirits, wanting to help cross spirits over, doing EVPs, I don't care what it is that you want to do. If you want to read tarot, if you want to do all the stuff, there's a lot of biblical type things like they'll say you need to pray before you do this and that, and I'm not saying that's wrong. But I am saying that I think you should research where all of these sort of claims came from. So question everything, and that goes in life in general. But when someone says something to you like, you need to light a white candle before you read tarot, ask them why. And when they say something like, it'll evoke good white light energy, that sort of thing, go, who says? Who says? And that's going to be important. Because you need to question things. To me, that's how you're going to fully learn what's important, right? 
what's really good. So there's also plants and herbs you can have to help with positive energies. All of this you can look up yourself. There's mint and bamboo, jasmine, eucalyptus, rosemary, spearmint, aloe vera, chrysanthemum, cactuses. Cool thing is, is that cactuses, aloe vera, and the bamboo are all air plants too. So they help with the air quality. So do your research and be willing to try them. Sometimes you'll find things work for you. Other times you won't. Then you'll find things like the crystals, like rose quartz is for self-love or love. Well, maybe it makes you feel really hyper and silly. Or maybe it does nothing for you. And maybe it's Jasper that makes you feel love. You know, work with what your energy responds to and cut out the rest. Because you'll notice a lot of it's um, more or less just hearsay and what they want you to believe a lot of it feels like a big selling gimmick to be honest with you now i'm not saying crystals don't have energy because i am a reiki master i believe that everything in the world holds some fashion of energy whether that energy is going to do anything for you or going to do exactly what it says it's going to do no i don't believe that i believe that it would depend on the person and honestly how and I mean this in the least bit of disrespect, how naive the person is to believing it. So, not in every case, but in some cases I do believe that. Now, then you have your different kinds of smoke that you can use for, for cleansing a place of negative energy. There's tons of them out there, but some common ones is Palo Santos, Dragon's Blood... And also, you have smudge sticks, which is like white sage. And you just light them. They're usually a herb or a stick of some sort. You light them on fire, get it smoking, and you walk around the room and say something like, you know, if you're not here for my highest good, you have to leave now. If you have a creator or some sort of deity that you believe in, then you would call to them and go, this person, in the name of this person, you have to leave my property immediately. And honestly, it does kind of freshen the air. I've done many house cleansings where this actually does work. Why, I don't know. But a lot of times, it's funny, you'll get the misconceptions of certain woods and smokes being really helpful to people or they can't understand why it didn't work. And in reality, because they didn't do their research, they would have found that that wood or smoke actually brings in more entities and opens the space up more for spirits. So they're actually doing the opposite effect of what they wanted. So, like again, like I said again, you know, it's all to each your own experience. I don't expect you to believe the things that I believe, and I'm going to look up the things that matter most to me. So, to me, to each their own, but definitely go off your own experiences and the research you've made, sort of like Archangels. Archangels is a huge misconception, thanks to Miss Doreen Virtue. And if you research it, not saying that there couldn't be angels around people. There very well could be, for all I know. But there is not going to be an archangel, Michael, hanging around you as your spirit guide. Nor is he ever going to be around you because he doesn't deal with humans. He deals with angels only. Only. And that's stated many times. So, things like that are worth looking into. So... That's going to be important. It's that whole being critical and looking it up yourself and not being scared to look up stuff. 
Then you have things like Feng Shui, which I've actually really enjoyed, and it's utilizing the space and the way you lay out your furniture, even down to your roof and the color of your door, and deciding what works for you, depending on your birth chart information, your names, that sort of thing. Then you get astrology. I think astrology is fascinating. Personally, you get your sun sign, which is the day you're born, your moon sign, and your ascendant, which is more specific to the time you're born and where you were born. And astrologer underscore Trudy on here, as well as Instagram, Facebook, all over the place, astrologer underscore Trudy. You can find her and she does birth charts. And I'm telling you, the information that girl gives out, we're really close now, but when we first met, she did a chart for me and didn't know anything about me. And she was telling me stuff no one knew. And I thought it was amazing. So it's not just about whether a Sagittarius is compatible with an Aries. Say, for instance, if you're looking for a love reading, there's so much more to us than just our sun signs. It's about where the planets were in alignment when we were born. It is even down to meteorites. It literally goes down to the minute you were born. It can really change everything. And whether or not you're a cusp, which just means you lie between a certain degree between two signs. So I find that stuff really fascinating. It's definitely worth looking into. A lot of people think it's hokey because they think of horoscopes that they see. But they really have no idea because they haven't actually looked it up. So do your research. And then you have palmistry. Palm reading, anytime I've researched it, I've taken a course in it, I have cards in it, I've looked it up on the internet. I don't find it as accurate personally for me. Maybe I'm looking at it in the wrong way. I'm always willing to give things another shot. But kind of like pendulums, some people have a great time with pendulums, do really well. I just don't trust them. Now, I find it really cool, though, when it comes to the hand. You have things like different rings you could be wearing on different fingers like your baby finger is your air your fire is your ring finger your earth finger is your middle finger water is your pointer finger and the ether is your thumb okay and it's cool because it's showing all the different uh stones and stuff that you could wear on those rings what they're going to do who really knows i guess element or elevate those specific elements and bring them forward then you have reiki which i am a master reiki whatever practitioner i guess you call it and you do not need to sign up for those courses that are like two three hundred bucks per stage or each level there's three levels first level you learn how to do reiki on yourself or on someone else I don't know what it is and then the second level I believe it is you learn to do it on somebody else third level just means you're trained to actually in tune somebody with Reiki so you can be an actual teacher yourself now Reiki is supposed to be the life force energy as a Buddhist I believe that like I said everything has energy the rocks the trees myself planets and we're all made of the same thing and Reiki is taking that energy and using it to help heal people. Now, you're not going to fully heal someone, but I do agree that it does help with symptoms. I've seen it many times. It's helped me do my readings being a physical medium. It's allowed me to connect with animals, especially when they can't speak about what hurts and help find out what's wrong with them. It's helped me locate spirits. 
So different things like that, connecting with energy and being able to utilize it is cool. The idea of Reiki is you get in tuned with these symbols and when you draw them, some I do them specifically on the palm of my hand, you can do them on rocks, you can do them with the roof of your mouth, you can do them on the client. I find that would be a little ticklish though, but it sort of activates this heat, this radiating energy from the earth that comes out of your hands. Now, like I said, you can spend two, three hundred bucks per level in some local place or go online. You can find them online. I took the all three levels for about 20 bucks, less than 20 bucks, and I've been tuned to my own students who are doing really well. They're amazing Reiki specialists. I've done really great things my Reiki spiritually for myself and others not just in Reiki sessions so I think it's all uh, it's all in how you use it and there's a specific set way that you're trained to do it certain hand placements that sort of thing I think once you get used to it you sort of utilize it the way that best works for you so these are just some of the many different type of divination subjects that I'd love to get more in depth with with you guys over time and Reiki will definitely be one of them. I'd also like to get to more things like I Ching and Geomancy, things like that and discuss more about the tarot so I'll help you guys learn a bit more about the astrological influences that go with that, that kind of thing. So make sure you stick around. If you want to follow me on social media or book a reading with me or ask me any questions, I am Ash Pauls on all social media so very easy to find and I hope you guys have a good rest of the week and happy Halloween